Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's it's Dave DeVito. Um, I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, little, little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Your attention, please. Your attention, please. This is your official civil defense broadcaster. One of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout. Uranium fever. Where fallout is heaviest, it can even kill those who have not taken proper shelter. Broadcasting deep underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue, and your host as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by Nuka-Cola. Try their new multi-flavor variety pack and urinate in eight different festive shades. Power of the internet, my friends. Power of the internet. The magic of the internet. The magic wow. of the internet. 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 Let's not do that again. You can get three-piece harmony going that? on right there. Three-piece harmony. <laughs> we are, we are your new vocal ensemble. The Fallout This is the content trio. that people came for. This yes. is the content that people were waiting for. Everybody. True. You've been waiting for what this. What if we were just a barbarish quartet? What if just like I did? It's like we could it's all out. We could accept that. 
We should start a barbershop She was just a girl in Kentucky. Right, we should probably start the show. Please, so. <laughs> That's the best. All right, anyway, adjusting my camera. Okay, so you guys ready? Ready, ready as always. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Welcome, Vault Dwellers and Wastelanders. This is the Fallout Hub, the official show of the Fallout TV show, and unofficial show of the <laughs> Fallout TV show. And I am your host, Tom or Robots. And as always, with me, I have my co-host Ken. And Dave, who are also co-hosts of the official Fallout TV show podcast, the Fallout Hub. Did I mention that before? <laughs> Look at Tom planting a flag right in that right uh, away. Yeah, Boom! <laughs> this is it. Tom's putting the TM on everything. Yeah, this is this is it. By the way, surprise, this there's is the, the Fallout show. TV show coming out. Uh, Ken, how's it going? Welcome back to the show. Buddy. It's going well. It's going well. Good. And Dave? Dave? How are you? Things are going things are going very well. I um I brought my hang on, I brought my little hat. <laughs> Happy oh, birthday. There it is. There oh, it is. Yeah. Rec yeah, got it. No, no. We're just very Reclamation excited. Reclamation day. Yeah. So, uh this is a very special live episode that we're doing um live on the Chad Fallout seventy six podcast Twitch feed. And I'm hosting it on the uh Robots Radio Twitch feed as or Twitter. Twitch? Twitter. Twitch. Both. We're putting it... There's links everywhere, but it's on Twitch. A lot of T's. Lot Lots of T's. Here. Too many TW's. Twitch, Twitter, and Twitter. Twitch, Twitch, But I'm all excited about the Fallout TV show, and I think that, guys, we need to oh, dump yeah. right into that. No more... No more... Footsie putting around. We're just getting right into it. No more words. Did you just say footsie pudding? What? <laughs> no more tootsie tapping. We're just gonna get right to the right to the right to the meat of it. We have no time for pudding. We have no time for no footsie. time Let's get straight to the for news. words that make sense because I am so excited for the Fallout TV show, which was just announced what like three hours ago, all over the Twitter sphere, all over the internet. The people who make TV shows like Westworld are doing Fallout. Holy crap! What do you guys think? News from Bethesda. So before we get into it, I would have the official, the official post, so that way we're all, if you don't know, to date. So this is from their release that they put up on Bethesda. A Fallout original T series is being produced by Kilter Films, the production company owned and operated by Jonathan Knoll and Lisa Joy, who are the creator of HBO's award-winning Westworld. The series being licensed by Amazon Studios, who made original works for streaming service, Amazon. Here's one quote from Jonathan Nolan on Fallout. Fallout is one of the greatest game series of all time. Each chapter of insanely imaginative story has cost us hours we could have spent with family and friends. Haha. <laughs> so we are incredibly excited to partner with Todd Howard and the rest brilliant lunatics at Bethesda to bring this massive, subversive, darkly funny verse life with Amazon Studios. Hot dog. Yeah, this, uh, wow. Sweet Jesus. It doesn't look like anything to me. That's a Westworld joke. Um, so, have you guys watched Westworld? Do you know what we're getting into here? I've never seen it. It's been on my to-do watch list. I just haven't got a chance to yet. But it looks okay. awesome visually. 
Dude. Okay. I think Dude. I, I broke Dave. Dude. <laughs> Sorry. Westworld is, is freaking great. Um, season one is probably one of the best seasons of, of shows ever. Um, I was watching it and I remember thinking, this is what a video game show should be. Yes. And that was my, that my exact thought at the end of the season. Um, season two, can you with that? Season three is pretty much like an, an evolution blade run. It's fantastic as well. And it kind of the Western Game of Thrones really started to bring in this idea of these TV series and streaming services having big budget um, products that they're making with like right. full right. animation uh, effects, casters, that kind of stuff. It's submitted TV as something that's Oscar worthy, even though I, I don't think they think Oscars are just movies. <laughs> well, yeah, you have you have kind of a, a budget where each TV show episode is almost like its own little movie. And one of the things that they do so well in Westworld is, especially in the first season, is they they put you in a different place in time um, because you're in you're in the theme park of Westworld, which is mm-hmm. the Wild West. And during especially the early episodes, they don't explain exactly what's going on yet. So you haven't quite caught onto the premise. So. As far as you know from a viewer, you're watching something happening in the Old West. Um, and then, of course, it pulls out and there's the greater premise. But if they can do that the way they can in Westworld, then they can put us into a Fallout universe and do it in a way that really brings you in and, and makes it feel real. So, do you think... Let's talk plot. Yes. Do you think they're going to do the plot of Fallout 3 or a version of Fallout 3 or no or mm-hmm. Fallout New Vegas no 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 here's my I thought. think that they're gonna go ahead okay so I pitched this actually on my show like a year ago when I was talking about the origins of the Brotherhood and I think an amazing place to start would be right before the the bombs drop from the perspective of Maxon and you're in a regular world situation and it's a great place to bring the community into the idea because it's it's a significant place where the world divides from our own and you're following a, a soldier somebody who's been positioned at this uh, location in order to make sure it's secure because they're researching things that are secret to the government and you find out that there's this kind of cold war that's been brewing with the US and China and then throughout the first episode Maxon slowly uncovers what's actually going on in the research facility with the FEV and the virus and the and the the tests that they're doing on soldiers. And when he finally stands up against them is when he comes into contact with the super mutant and the bombs drop and all of a sudden we're whisked away into the future and we're following the path of the brotherhood and having to deal with an apocalypse that happens. I think that would be a really cool way to bring people in from like a real world start. The same way that something like um, yeah. The Hobbit works and it creates an environment that people can be uh, familiar with, you know, like a agrarian culture with regular types of people. They're just little. And then all of a sudden you're in wizard elf land, right? That's... Yeah, like it, the beginning of Fallout 4 was magical in that you got a snapshot of what it was like pre-war like mm-hmm. that beautiful intro cinematic 
with right. the Mr. Handy and the, the clean cars driving around and and then you got a chance to kind of explore a neighborhood before uh, everything went to hell but that was, was kind of awesome for the first time yeah they could do something like that too um the, the my question with that though is that it already feels sci-fi as soon as you're walking around a room and there's mr handy floating around with everybody that's already alien to us on some hmm. level not that maxin and the people in the laboratory wouldn't have that kind of stuff going on but I, they wouldn't have to you could reveal those things later um Anyway, that's that's my perspective on it. I was wondering if you guys had any other thoughts, though, about ways that they could they could start this and what plot line they would follow. I'm starting to think I think that they can't not start it with them being in the vault because every experience begins with someone in a vault. So I mm-hmm. think that they have to start with. Them. I think that that's a way easier way to set up your main character. So if you've got three characters being that you're following like if you them up as like like a, a bunker is very easy to understand there's whole movies that take place in bunkers like and have it be in that environment and by the end of the first episode you're out doing stuff where you already have these bonds and you're starting to see see these characters as they begin and kind of set in that world but then as the into the actual like where they are which is had be cool. I don't think they're going to do anything. I think they're not going to do anything that we've been in the Bethesda. They may go back to California like they have in original Fallout games, but I think that you can't not start it in the... That's just my perspective. Yeah, well, I, I think that could be a good one, too. Um, the question I have, then, is uh, the, the other side of this is how serious and dark do they take it, or how comedic do they take it? Because Fallout does both. They balance both really well. You could have somebody starting in the vault and something terrible happens and they're ejected into the wasteland and all of a sudden they're alone and they're trying to survive. And that story, that very personal story of an individual and then trying to make it in the wasteland, running into people in the wasteland, that kind of thing. Yeah, like the Nuka Break series, which I was a huge fan of, did a good job of balancing that well. As far as capturing the tone, I don't know if you guys ever saw those, but Nuka Break was really great with that. I can't recall. I don't think I, I caught did. the. Yeah, I it's a that. really well done YouTube series that they did. Um, mm-hmm. That they did two seasons of, and uh, it was a fan project, but it was done really, really well. I'm trying to think about how Westworld and in, in humor. I think in those first seasons, it was by being absurd. So like. There was humor when the whole point is like there's you, they go to this park. There's animatronic boys and they're very realistic and lifelike. And so like sometimes they malfunction. So like and he's just went around cut up and, and still bleeding, but he doesn't know it. And like kind of uh, it's funny, but not in like a haha guffaw come to the hangover or Talladega Nights like. Right. There's, there's, situationally, there's like comedic it, elements in yeah. that darkness of it. Yeah, there's like a, and it's like a dark humor. So I, I think, if, yeah. yeah. I, and I think if they're going to do that, then it's not going to be particularly in a dog, though. I can imagine that they, they might have some character that's like super like 1950s corporate because that's always, it's, it seems like that that's really fun to do is have like kind of a top presence. But I haven't seen anything like knowing Jonathan Nolan and what, because he's Christopher Nolan's brother. Um, Knowing them, like it could be, uh, it could be anything. I mean, it could be anything from any of the films 
any of these productions have like it, it's hard to tell really at this point because they haven't even started to shoot it yet yeah i did see that uh todd howard's gonna be making it with them which is kind of cool that he's gonna be shaping that yeah it's good to have somebody um, who I, will keep it at least you know reined reined in keep hmm. the focus and the the brand right. on point Right. I'm also glad it's going to be uh, like a series as opposed to a movie. There was that movie that never quite got off the ground, but video game movies have a problematic history. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that doing it these kind of series, they could really pace it out and tell a better story. Right. And there's so much content. You you could do oh, yeah. seasons. You can do seasons. You can you could have a season one that's you know in the capital wasteland, and then break off and do another season in another location. Now, now here's here's another question, guys. Do you think mm. it would be better to retell stories that we've all that we already know and recast them in the form of a TV series, or do we want them to fill in the gaps of the stories and, and the timelines that we already are aware of? I don't, th- I don't know because there's so much that, there's so much that we 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 kind of it's happening in like the eastern metropolitan area. We kind of it's happening in the western metropolitan area. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I think I'm not it would be sure. interesting, like if they tie in some of the Easter eggs for fans. So if some of the events that took place in the game happen to be incidentally happening throughout the course of the series right and we we're seeing it through a completely different character but like the lone wanderer is still out there kind of doing his thing yeah meanwhile all of this other stuff is going on so we're seeing the same place and time just from someone else's different perspective could be really interesting right i posted this on also my, think, <laughs> uh, on, my, on my facebook page sorry sorry to jump in just real quick on that, that yeah. same kind of content um, concept. I posted this on my Facebook page and one of my friends said that he would have a hard time jumping into it because Fallout for him has always been so personal. It's been his own story. So if that's the case, then it would be good to tell somebody else's story that's tangentially related to the things you're familiar with, but not take that from you. Not, you know, yeah. turn your story into somebody else's story. And I think they want to have, like, they want to play. Like, the, these creators want to play and they want to, like, this... The verse want to make their own action. I think you're going to have, like, uh, as I say, with any Fallout property, you can't not have Brotherhood of Steel. The Brotherhood of Steel is guaranteed to yeah. show up sometime in this show. Yeah. Like, and can it, you imagine it, the special you effects? You can't not have for the for the suits. Holy crap! Yeah, that's going to look awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's really going to is like seeing a lot of these mechanics work in a realistic way. I think is is going to change the videos um, in, in some aspects, like seeing aids that like laser web work because like you have some there's like this fight element to it that you've got to have um and like how the robots like around and what you know what exactly is going on in a protectron's head that kind of uh, <laughs> we have we have a specific yeah. episode that's just from the perspective of a protectron <laughs> that's like yeah. narrated or, um, <laughs> Uh, like any, any ghoul or anything like that. Yeah. You're thinking about like how how mechanically do these creatures and things work? Super mutants, right? Like, and, and the graphics and the design around it. Like, are you going to have a main ghoul character who shows up regularly and looks like somebody whose flesh is coming off? Because you could totally do that. They have the technology to make it look like half their face is missing. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Is it going to be as grotesque as that, or is it going to be a little more cleaned up and look like they just have really grimy, <laughs> dirty skin? 
you know, like what direction are they going? Johnny Depp as Hancock. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, The other thing I was thinking is it's not uncommon to have companions that are non-human. So especially something like a robot, they could take a page out of um, Star Trek. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, Star Wars. Oh my God, everyone's going to kill me because I, made that, I said the wrong one. Star Wars and have the robot friend, the Mr. Handy or whoever, be the charming mm. robot sidekick who everybody loves and thinks is awesome because they're, they're kind of the comedic relief. That yeah. could work too. Well, you mentioned Star Wars, and I was thinking about this today. And, I, and I'm thinking like Fallout as a property and what they're doing and what their vision is for that. Like, it seems like that they're really just like testing the grid of like, okay, how do we take this new game IP and make it into a media icon? Like, it seems like even Todd Howard's role at Bethesda shifting from more of this like, George Lucas like auteur situation where it's like got his finger in all of these situations. So you have your mainline fall games, you have Fallout 76, which is a two player like live service game. You have Nuke Winner, which is Battle Royale. You have Fallout Shelter. You have, I have predictions of what exactly this means for the continuation of the games. But his role, it seems like, is he is trying to. He's in the game development stuff. He's he's went. He's like one of those revered game directs that we have coming out of the the millennium. Now, what like what? How does he evolve? And that's through other projects like mobile games. Now TV shows. It's like how what kind of branding is going to be there? How is it going to be more accessible for the people? Like what kind of party is this going to become uh, as it approaches the mainstream like it's wild to think about and and if from my understanding like you can only get that way with how agile um in a lot of ways with us be um with how they do projects and how they take risks and i think that this is i mean this is a really big risk for them because Historically, video game adaptations in TV and film have not done well. Um, no. I think <laughs> your rare good ones are probably, and I say this as like good as impassable, are probably the um, the Tomb Raider films um, with, um, uh, I forgot the actress, she's very famous. Um, or now starting to get even like the Castlevania Netflix adaptation, which is an animated, um, it's like mm-hmm. kind of an anime show. Um, but that's been well received like you rarely get that kind of stuff the the witcher 2 talking about how the success of a series brings renewed interest to a game um that brought a lot of renewed interest to the witcher game so it's going to be interesting to see Mm. how the success of this series either reawakens interest for people who remember playing fallout 3 in new vegas and Mm -hmm. you know maybe never played for 76 or people who are new to the games completely see the series and want to like play in that world right. it's going to really change i think the fandom quite a bit and bring in a lot of new people yeah yeah i for think sure. one of the things it, it signals is my my two big predictions aren't even related to this but just because of the fact that they're <laughs> seeing this tv show and then it's going to be like thing it is going to be a center of like the mainstream media and the pop tour is you're going to have some sort of inline Fallout experience on the Nintendo Switch. To me, it seems like that this nearly confirms that they are going to take Fallout 3 to do a remaster of it. 
I, I, there, I see. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of rumors about that this year as one of the things as part of QuakeCon. There's, there's a mm. lot of really persistent rumors about that. I don't know if that was the rumor last year. I don't know if it'll happen, but I would feel bad for the capital, <laughs> the Fallout 4 Capital Wasteland people who have been working on that project for years. <laughs> I mean, there's the uh, the Kanawha Valley uh, mod project that's for Fallout that's trying to remake um, all of Fallout 76 in Fallout 4. So, I mean, it, it's all, you know, people's preference or what have you. But I... I can't see a world in which they don't release a game that is kind of a baseline. I think Fallout 76 is very niche um, to Fallout fans. I think it is a game for Fallout fans. Um, I don't think it's a game for everyone um, in a lot of aspects, but they have to have something to say, okay, that makes sense. I mean, cross-pollination, we're building a show, but we also have this game that you can play that you can get that fallout experience so you're almost like double dipping in that world i suppose hmm. yeah yeah because they did that feature three they put that on the switch and it was like how the hell do you put three in the switch and turns out it's a little downgrades visually but <laughs> malcolm mcdowell returns as president john henry eden do you think we'll see the enclave though Oh yeah, I for sure. Hope so for sure. Yeah, Who do you really think? Do. Who thinks like guaranteed? Like, what do you think are some like guaranteed? Like, put your money. Like, maybe we should start like a pool. Like, some money down on this stuff. You know. Uh, what do you I think, think is the, the Enclave the Brotherhood? Show? Definitely. The Encl- yes. I think. Yeah. It, yes. Uh, I think we're gonna see either Robert House, and it's a shame we lost Renee. Um, you think? Or uh, I would. I would like to see either him. Or, or would it um, be an Easter egg or something like that? Or would or it Von, be like a... Or Von Braun, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. It would be interesting, too. As, I think those are going to be... Yeah, those, those are going to be some of the... I, I believe that those will be some of the characters behind the scenes that get referenced a lot, that don't play a yeah. lead role, but that they show up. Oh, yeah. Or they, they get yeah. referenced, and then eventually we actually see them somewhere. Or, you know, in houses, you know, we see a screen with his face on it or whatever. Um I think uh, here's the other side. The flip side of that is what characters are we going to see? But then the the flip side is like, are we going to see any of the people we know cameo in it somewhere? Are we going to see like <laughs> Uncle Pete show up as a raider? Are you know uh, like? <laughs> I, I would I be mean, surprised if they didn't have Wes. Mm-hmm. I think that Wes, would be it. Like, Wes could you imagine Wes, Wes totally in makeup be. as a super mutant? Yes, that would be incredible. Yes, that would be amazing. I would love to see that. Yeah. He has been resharing a lot today. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm looking too hard. I don't know. Like some of the voice actors, especially for some awesome. of the roles that might be a little bit more digitally created, would be perfect for mm-hmm. the roles because you can motion ca- yeah. motion capture them as a super mutant, insert them into the world digitally, and have them do the voice, and you don't even need makeup. Uh, so that could totally work. Um. Faction-wise, I think that you're going to get references to most of the major factions, depending on the timeline. I mean, if they're if they're 200 years past the the bombs dropping, then we're going to see synths show up somewhere. It's going to happen. I mean, so these are the creators of Westworld. Th- those are basically synths. Um, yeah, you're, you're going to have true. And, and raiders. About that. Uh, the, I'm curious if they're going to retread that ground, though. That's another thing. Uh, uh, Fallout Fallout Four was so ridiculously successful, 
as far in comparison to the other games, do you think they'll borrow more from the success of that one than maybe the previous ones that we liked? Possibly. Um, I think it makes well, the I know most that, uh, sense. I know that Nathan Nolan has actually played some games. I know that he's played three. He has mentioned in interviews that he bought a Fallout three. Yeah, I think it makes sense to play to use the storylines that seem to resonate the most with the fans, because the, then the games become the testing ground for what storylines <laughs> will work mm-hmm. will function in a TV show, and then you you at least use those as a jumping off point. So Terry Crews as Preston Harvey, <laughs> Preston Garvey, <laughs> Preston Garvey. Oh, he's like a buff Preston Garvey, man. Let me mark this on your map. Yeah, very excitable yeah. Preston Garvey. <laughs> we have another settlement. Two, like, <laughs> if you could pick like two actors or actresses, either uh, to place into series, who would you pick? That's a good question. It's almost easier to come up with a role, like a character, and then say, who would you have play the character? Right. Um, oh, geez, that's a hard question. Really Sean Connery is Colonel Augustus Autumn. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I think we should, you know what we should do is we should ask the, the listeners and have them write in who they would have and what that's role they true. would play. And we can go and yeah, go into that in the future. Chat, what do you guys think? think? Like, what the... Uh, yeah, what does Chad think? I'm starting to think maybe Ted Danson would be good because he has that like serious stuff, but also has that goofy side that kind of goes with. He seems like he could be an overseer, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of has that weird mystique. He could be some sort of like a strange overseer or something like that. Okay. All right. Well, let's give Chad a little while. Maybe we'll loop back around and see if they get any ideas we'll, from that. We'll maybe loop back around yeah, to that. Yeah. Um, so, does anybody have any more thoughts on the the itself? What about location? Where do you think they will set it? Do you think it'll be Capital Wasteland or Boston or somewhere else completely different? Um, well, from from what we know about Fallout games, it's either going to be West Coast, deserty, focused maybe earlier in the timeline or it's going to be later in the timeline um east coast new england some somewhere up, up maybe even new york new york might be a Ooh, a destination to do that mm-hmm. is important uh nationally because it's you know like our largest city and it's it, it's very definitively american uh and yeah. and it's you know in between the two other locations that we have had in games on the east coast mm-hmm so you could have influences and characters from either of those things showing up in a New York location or at least references to things that happened in those places because people might know about what's going on north or south of them. Um, those are my thoughts. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think the same. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that I think that it's really about like what city do they want to film in because they're going to be like they're not just going to shoot this all CG, you know, or, or whatever. They you know, might. Like, they might. So CG is so it, large. Well, here's here's an idea. Have you have you seen the um, stuff about the Mandalorian and how the Mandalorian used LED screens? Did you see this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Yeah. It's not just like it's crazy green screen did. technology. They had an entire room, and this this is probably the way they're going to go with a lot of these kinds of films that are set in locations that are hard to film in actual locations. You could have a destroyed New York 
and put most of the scenes in and look this up if you guys haven't seen it look up the way the Mandalorian was filmed you can see it all over YouTube but it's like a think of it like a large room that they would normally use as a set on a TV Mm -hmm. show or something and the back half of the room is all like a U-shaped LED screen that continues all the way around the, the set and then above them is also LEDs so they're actually using technology from the Unreal Engine to put the people who are in the middle of the room filming the scene in a three-dimensional space that changes as the camera pans around the scene. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. And because it's all actual light and LEDs and not green screen, it casts actual light on the the characters in front of it so reflections look real you don't have any of that green screen bleed around the edges of things that make things look a little bit fake it's amazing uh right. they could use that to, if they were to use that kind of technology they could put it wherever they want it really wouldn't have to shoot and that was interesting ever. that was interesting because all of the graphics and stuff were all um done through a game engine rather yeah. than your yeah you know, run-of-the-mill like film stuff and so you could see them go, like John Favreau would put on a VR headset and just be like, I want the camera to be here at this level and move it to where he wanted to. And because it was an engine, it just the room would shift with them because that's where, like, that where he had it. That's where, quote, like the scene is their character, which is like kind of wild. It's wild how this stuff, how it's wild how games and and and, and films and TV are kind of like Merging. right now, like really coming to this, like this head of lettuce. what is of what is like mainstream media the <laughs> head of lettuce yes mm-hmm. what i'm excited about is the, if if this is successful as like the witcher has been and this continues as a trend it would be great to see some other amazing franchises as far as games go become <laughs> elder scrolls. a series like this <laughs> elder scrolls elder scrolls yeah absolutely. holy god they need to just i mean they can just make the, elder get the team that does the cutscenes. The trailers and just make a make a show based off of that stuff. Holy God, holy Jesus, Lord yeah, in heaven! I, I think that this is, <laughs> this is a test for them. Sweet baby Jesus. Seeing, it's like okay, how to go through this process of making this show? And I think once it's live and goes and and looking at the reception, then I think they start looking at because Elder Scrolls is like their like bread and butter. Like that's how that was the dinner point for Besta when it started and, and i think from there that's where they look at it and say okay uh, maybe we, we can go this direction and have this different stuff um and make into kind of this next game of thrones experience whether it's a movie show or what have you i'm todd howard these are the voyages of starfield <laughs> he's the captain it's just loud to me he's the- he's- <laughs> Like this captain. dude is gonna buy. Yeah. He's gonna buy a ranch in Maryland. Um, he's gonna buy a ranch in Maryland, and he's just gonna move everyone there. And he's gonna be like, he's gonna become George Lucas. Like at this point, like the way he, the way he is managing his, bin, he is going to become probably the first video game developer to reach like this auteur level. I, so at least what I think. Maybe, maybe. I hope so. I hope. Everything's good enough. I mean, Todd, I do a good job. We believe in you. Yeah, I'm, I mean, this show is going to be, it's like the second coming of Jesus Christ, but. <laughs> you heard it here first, first, first folks. Stuff. Todd is here. Jesus. Right. Jesus, Todd. Right. All right. Well, we you should play the Fallout 3 soundtrack backwards. It said, Howard is God. Howard is God. 
Just like that. <laughs> sounded like a really, really bad. Yeah. I'm not going to say which accent that sounded like. Anyway, season four right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, so, hey, why don't we move on to the rest of the news? Because we got a lot of other stuff to cover. Yes, And we do. I'm sure we're going to be talking it. more about this TV stuff as we continue to get more information about it. So, Dave, Dave is the man on the street. Dave, what else do we have to talk about? <laughs> I am a man. I am a man on the street. You are the streetwalker. You are the. I'm a streetwalker. Street. Mm. Mm. It's funny how that changes when you move Mm. the words around. Go on. The other piece of news that I have, and and really centering on the fact and and what this podcast is, is the hub of of Fallout news um, and and interest and and fandom and community within the world. I am happy to report that in the game uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is a fighting game for the Nintendo Switch, uh, you probably know it. You have probably Nobody's ever heard uh, of this played game. it. Yeah, this is a, a tiny little game. game. It's not very popular. Um, they have added a new skin to the game that is a Vault Boy skin for the Me Gunfear. Heck yeah! It's one of the best looking skins in this game. I will add. Heck yeah! Is that live now? It should be. Yeah, it'd be live now because their update just went out. They have they have, came along with a new fighter? Um, I think it's Min Min. She's from a game called Arms. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. But they have um, a few other outfits, but that was kind of the main. They have like a guy, Heihachi from Tekken. Um, and it was another one from there. Hey, uh, but Vault Boy. And hey, um is the main, is to me the main attraction. And actually looks pretty good. Um, so I'm excited. I have not, um, I have not delved into uh, purchasing that costume. But uh, that's yeah. probably something we have it. on the horizon. In my, my, son, my son loves playing as the, the me fighters also so i'm gonna have to make him i'm gonna be like put the put the skin on put the put the vault boy skin on use that one and then he'll be like i i'm i'm a i'm a do or die captain falcon kind of dude um so i i don't know how much playing is the me gun fighter because my boy captain falcon yeah Yeah, at least he'll show up in your games and then you can and then you can kick yeah you can falcon punch him in the face beat the (laughs) shit out of him (laughs) He <laughs> already gets pretty beaten up in all the in all the videos. <laughs> Poor little vault boy. Oh, uh, so that that is that oh. is the end of the news from outside of the uh, Fallout games. Um, this, the third piece of news that I have today is Fallout seventy six coming to Xbox Game Pass on July the 9th. Nice. which I think is really exciting. Um, it seems like I don't own an Xbox. I don't. I don't play Xbox, but I really like this. Like they are starting to become this Netflix of gaming um, yeah. through their subscription service, where you can not only play on stream, like you can stream these games, you can download them onto your Xbox or your PC um, and play them there, even offline. Like you don't have to have a, a particular internet connection to play. Um, so. I'm of how that's going to be up on there, but geez, I mean, for the amount of content that you're getting already, th- that addition and how big the game is now, that's a great addition to the service. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to bring a lot of uh, other people into the game. Just to, I think so, too. Just even people who are kind of looky-loose who are like, oh, this, I bet this game sucks, I'll try it out anyway. <laughs> and then they start playing it and they go, oh, yeah. oh this really isn't that bad. I guess I should have made up my own mind instead of watching a YouTube video. Oh, 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 the internet thinks for me. 
But that's kind of the problem that we have all across America, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use your own brain, everybody. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, the next piece of news that I have is a new trailer uh, for Fallout 76, including a lot of their summer updates, is live and gives us some interesting things that we haven't known or seen before within 76, including stuff at the Atlas Observatory, as well as stuff with the Brotherhood of Steel. So I'm curious what you all thought of that trailer. Yeah, it looks really, really good. The uh, the Windigo event from PTS I never got a chance to do, but it looked super fun. So I'm looking forward to, to getting a chance to play that. But yeah, you can't get into Atlas now. It's uh, it's under construction. Under construction. I can't wait you for can't more Brotherhood go stuff. Into the Atlas building. Yeah, it's closed now. Interesting. With the most with the most recent update, it's shut down. There's uh, there's now a landing pad, uh, some construction going on, and there's also some mm-hmm. um, some a note that's left behind that you can read. I love this. I love the mm-hmm. little updates in the game that make it feel like it's changing and evolving. So good. They need to yeah, keep that, keep yeah. doing it's one that. of the. It, that's what I think is is more and more the unique thing for seventy six is this world. It's a like for all intents and purposes it is an RPG that constantly evolves. Yes. You don't have that with other RPGs. Right. Like you don't have right. this like over time it's especially, evolving. It's doing these things. Things are happening. Yeah, especially MMOs. MMOs they design a, an area and then they go on and they expand it into another area, but that first area never really changes. It's just kind of the same. This is constantly right. changing. It's such a cool experiment. I, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's paying off. I think it's cool. Right. There's like, a, there's like a, there's a history and there's a lore. And if you weren't there to experience it and, and, and it's probably by year, every uh, big seasonal update, like if you weren't there to experience it, it's like you may not get to experience the whole shebang as it stands. Yeah. The whole shebang. Everybody wants the whole shebang. On the bo- back of the box, Dave Chafin says, "You may not get to experience the whole shebang." It's not exactly glowing reviews. It's not exactly, usually <laughs> glowing reviews are positive, not negative. But it's true. Classic. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm really excited for the uh, Atlas Observatory thing. It looks like that yeah. they, they should a time lapse of stuff that's going on. And one thing that I've wanted from literally day one. Um, outside of them showing off gameplay, is to be able to collectively work to rebuild places because that was their whole campaign is like rebuild America. That was like their first their first year there, like entry level campaign. And now we get to it seems like do that in a community way. And I'm very interested for like how that's going to be. If it's like, please get one million steel and deliver it to Atlas Observatory, and we're all like, oh, okay, <laughs> going through you know the steel works and all this different stuff um, that collectively as a community. Um, I think that's really cool. And then it's it gives us kind of ownership of that story in some in in some ways. Like we have ownership over this landscape now, if that's how it works. Yeah, it would be kind of, uh, I mean, in a way, it would have been amazing if, if we would have had the opportunity to build our own settlement. 
if we wanted to together. But uh, something that's um, been upvoted significantly on Reddit this week is um, if you remember back when we were talking about how great it would be to have factions and consequences. So if you choose the Raiders, you have these benefits or consequences. Um, if you mm-hmm. happen to run into the settlers, well, they uh, this person designed this almost Bethesda-looking beautiful map of regions and explained how uh, if you aligned with certain factions, what the pros and cons from a perk standpoint would be. Um, and it turns it into it, it's a they were pitching it to Bethesda as an idea to make proper oh, yeah. use of factions. Yeah, I, I read that. I think that's really interesting. I'm my biggest concern is like thinking about okay, when you start actually branching a narrative like that, then you have to continue on with that. Like as a writer, you have to continue on with that branch. So right. I'm curious if like there's like a middle ground, but that idea and some other things like adding in more stuff, like more, like because you can just go to the settlers camp and help them. Um, and really being mean to a faction in 76 as it stands, like you're not, you won't receive anything. You don't get any benefit from, from being mean to settlers or being mean to raiders. Yeah. Other than killing them and getting their sh- sugar bombs or whatever. <laughs> like, we're, it's um the leprechaun and he stole his lucky charms. Uh, <laughs> I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> so I, your, your voices are on points they're so good today it's almost like you do this like weird like audio drama or something on the the side it's strange i'm the leprechaun this is this is my irish accent (laughs) oh man Uh, where were we Uh, it seemed like also also in that trailer there was some uh, brotherhood of steel situations uh you saw the logo on the back of some robots and he saw some people roll up to the Atlas Observatory in some uh, uh, pretty Brotherhood of Steel-looking um, power armor. So, Would you say that they looked boss? B-O-S. Boss. I'm done. Um, you, you can just... Uh, I fire myself. You just get up and take your headphones off and just walk out the door. Uh, I'm firing myself. Oh. Um, I'm putting... Putting in a two weeks notice Sorry. on myself. Sorry, uh, sorry about that, everybody. Yeah, I want more. I want more brotherhood uh, stuff. I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm very, I'm very excited. Um, how they're going to evolve? Fred, Fred in chat says, "Sad Victorian." <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's so good. Classic. Sad Victorian. Sad uh, Victorian, my friends. So that was the trailer. Let's move on to even more news. It's like it's this magical day where news is just like falling out of the air. There is so uh, much. Have news. It, there's so much wonderful news. It's a uh, news patch twenty. It's a it's a, a charcuterie board of news. Uh, here is your um, uh, cranberry um, Wiefenstein cheese, and don't look up what Wiefenstein is because I totally made that up. Uh, one We're of just things, inventing lots uh, of words today. That's that's how this show is right now. Sorry, go on. It's a creative podcast. We're yeah. content creators, fellas. That's we're, right. We're content creators. Including the very you are words. seeing cheese being made right now. That's, yeah. This is the process for making cheese. First, you have to name it something that's never existed before. Right. 
Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> down in the past, it's funny here. Uh, first thing, uh, some minor things, and then we'll kind of get into the bigger things. Uh, quest giving NPCs have become stationary in this patch, which I think is is great. Uh, so that way we won't see uh, the um, ward uh, hit his head on a bunk bed anymore. Now, I imagine that dude's head is like is pretty much like catatonic. Like I'm surprised he can even move his mouth, let alone walk. I mean, the first um, time you bump your head, like, it's pretty sore, right? The first time you bump it, it's, you're like, ow. And then the second time, you've already got the kind of, like, mound built in there, and then you hit it again, and it hurts right. twice as much because it's, like, that was already in pain. You can't imagine, like, the 10,000th yeah. 10, 10, time. That's kind of like when you bite your mouth, and then, so you, you bite your mouth, mm-hmm. like, while you're eating mm-hmm. something, you're like, ow, like, I bit my lip, and then you do it again, and then you're mad yeah. at yourself for doing it, right. and then it's just, it's like, swollen. Damage, it's like a continual cycle. Yeah, it's swollen, so it's more in the way, and then you just keep, yeah, that's the worst. Who designed us? <laughs> Bethesda. Um, <laughs> team, B- <laughs> team PvP has been updated uh, so that the whole team will not participate in one team member's PvP. I would like to officially declare that the war on Bethesda has been lost, my friends. It has been lost. Well, uh, well, a few things. Um, <laughs> Pungy boards... Uh, <laughs> Uh, two two things related to to PvP and or griefing. Um, so the team based um, PvP thing is is over. So there's no more of that. That does work. Um, Pungy boards and uh, in a trap camp, uh, one method to stack them no longer works. Another method still does. So be mindful of that. Um, anybody who tra- had trap camps before, they're, they're legacy, so they still have trap camps. Um, so just just be safe out there. Be smart. <laughs> don't check walk, your junk. Don't walk into a strange building. You got to check your junk. Check the junk. Check, check your junk. Pat yourself down. Make sure the junk is Make in sure your junk not in place. Is in the trunk before put, put you go junk, into a put, house. Put, yeah, put your junk in oh. the trunk. <laughs> If you're not Before packing, you go shopping. Yes. I got nothing. Here's here's a joke. Okay, so um, what do you do when you go to a party at a trap camp? Uh, you play trap music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's for my hip hop heads out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the multitude of fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you better you not. Know, you better music. not trip hop when you walk in through that door. Group. God damn it. <laughs> We've been demonetized for just bad content. Oh, just no. Just, yeah. Just I don't know. If you fall for a trap camp, then you're definitely going to get the blues. And then there's no more talking at all. This show's just done. Point number three. Public teams are now live. Um, that's that's one of the, the big features they included in this. And let me tell you that I love them. Uh, it, yeah, they're it's probably changed how I interact with the game because I I don't really have a group that I like consistently get on with. Um, but I know that, 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 Ken, you may have a group or something that you consistently get on with. That may be something that you do. Um, but for short like spurts when I want to get on and run something and do something, I can just like immediately start a team and pretty much within maybe a minute, like maybe 60 seconds, I have a full team and we're all engaging in something. Most of the time it's events. I learned that um, hunting, um, 
what that means and how it's being perceived by the community right now is not only legendary runs, but a lot of people that are trying to get the Wendigo, Wendigo Colossus to spawn. So I got a part of a hunting Ooh. team just to see what it was. Ah. And they were all in the um, in the nuclear silo. I was like, oh, that's cool. So I was you know, doing the silo run with them. And then the leader of the team chose a spot to um, put a nuke down. And he got a Wendigo spot. I was like, holy crap. Because I never... Yeah, I never some of those before i'm glad they fixed that now we have a solid 10 percent chance of of getting the colossus before it was kind of a crapshoot it was hard to to get him mm-hmm. so i i kind of i kind of like that, that effort of of going through and having it a designated team or kind of like a community decide way of being like okay we're like this is the group that i went together to go do Wendigo colossus and then they they did that and then they did a scorch queen after that that's um so so are you no longer a loner? Are you no longer? Uh, let me tell you something. Now, 50% of the time that I'm playing, I am grouping up in a team because it just makes more sense. I may not be on mic, but it, it like I, I, I now don't run around constantly with my um, uh, lone wolf perk, which takes up four <laughs> charisma points. Um, oh. So I'm very pleased in that update. It makes it... It makes it way simpler for people who just don't have like a specified amount of time to really jump in and 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 get a group and figure out what you're doing. It's it's already set there for you. I love it. What yeah, it's also nice. Um, I know the feedback on it has been great. There was um, a few people who still have kind of a hard line about playing this solo. Um, a few of them had commented in groups, but everyone proved of. of solid point you can join a team don't even talk to any of the teammates and just go do your thing um especially if you're doing the events one the bonus xp you get from that counts towards score so if you don't want to talk to people don't talk to people go do an event and then go do your own thing it's really just a benefit for you yeah yeah and the interface looks nice too when you open it up yeah. and you see like the little selection little boxes yeah mm-hmm. and like just if you're afraid to like create a team, just make a team. Like people are going to join. At first, I was like, I don't want to make a team because I don't want to be like expected to be. Like I had some notion. In my head I don't want to be an entertainer. Too much pressure. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, um, but I just did it. And people just joined, and everybody was really chill and nice, and it made it made sense. It was all utilitarian in that aspect. It was a business transaction. It had the makings of a business transaction, a meeting well spent, as they would say, a hmm. teleconference well done. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Rivet, the Rivet hold on, Rivet Rose uh, even notes in here yep. that you can join multiple teams of different types for multiple bonuses. You guys tried that? That sounds like hmm. uh, the makings of a popularity contest. No, I didn't know you could. Not to I try that. I haven't tried that either. I haven't we'll, tried that. We'll have no. to check that out. Thanks, Rivet. Uh, next bullet point is the legendary run is now live. What do you all think about an experiencing this legendary run, as they call it? Which is the sense, you know, yeah. it's the official name. You have thoughts? Well, I have I have my thoughts, uh, and then I I have the ear of the community. Okay, so uh, tell, tell us tell us what the community is thinking, and then tell us what you're thinking. 
All right. Uh, there's there's a, there's a lot of confusion about the mathematics. Um, a lot of people are already complaining about the grind related to this. Um, I think it would be highly unlikely for me to get to level 100, mostly because I don't have the kind of time like a lot of people do to play on a daily basis, which is really what you need to do in order to make it there. And even if you did um, get it to the end, I think you're like 5,000 away uh, from completing it, which doesn't really matter because um, you're getting the, the recurring XP bonus uh, that counts towards score. Um, so the community feedback on it has been muddled. I think people are excited about the rewards. Um, I'm noticing a lot of people talking about the grind um, that it takes to get there. That being said, uh, for, for me, um, it's mostly cosmetic stuff anyway. So I'm not, even if I don't get to 100, I don't feel like I want to pay to get there. If that makes sense, uh, I think mm -hmm. when the time comes and I'm, I may end up at like I don't know level fifty-two out of a hundred when it's all said and done after or the ten weeks is done. I can't imagine myself paying my way through just to get cosmetic items. Uh, not when I'm already getting a Fallout first and other stuff. Um, I enjoy the variety. It does get me to do other things, events, and go to different places that I normally wouldn't go to. So I think it's great for that. The other challenge uh, that they're working on now, uh, some people are using the god mode exploit to power through to level 100, and within like a span of hours had already got <laughs> the Captain Cosmos gear, yes. which uh, yeah. I hope the banhammer is going to be swinging down on them real quick. Seems like an easy thing um, to uh, determine. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one. Um, but I'm, uh, the roadmap is actually fun to play with like it makes a really satisfying noise when you're like clicking over stuff yeah the, the audio design, design of that is yeah. really yeah it's beautifully done yeah 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 i haven't I haven't spent a ton of time in it yet um i i like ken i don't think i'm gonna get too far into the progression but i don't know the, the want to spend in order to get the stuff that you didn't get all just depends on what stuff i haven't gotten yet and how much i want it i think that's what it really right. comes down yeah. to I think that I think that this could also this season really outside of the ammo converting machine. I haven't. If you're a nuclear winter player, um, which I have gotten back into just because that's been a part of the daily challenges, and have found that I still really like nuclear winter, and it's probably my favorite of the battle royale genre. Like, and I'm and I and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. Like, I legitimately really like that, and it's very. From the gameplay standard, for me at least, it's very simple to understand, and kind of the simplicity of it makes it more accessible, for my opinion. Anyways, the um, on the rankings, I think I'm like maybe very six or seven, which isn't that far. Um, but it seems like the daily rewards um, and the and the weekly rewards, like there needs to be some sort of way to to kind of buff those weekly rewards. And in general, for your gold doubloons or whatever they're called bars <laughs> doubloons doubloons are what pirates use <laughs> yes yeah, um, Arr. Arr. Um, so with with those those are daily and i think that i think that maybe this game should take a more of a tweak for having something 
weekly um, and having that like total number per day be a weekly number. And then you're going to have people that are able to, you know, it's not everybody's going to have time in, in their evenings in a work day, but maybe in the like Saturday morning, like why everybody like you may be somebody that wakes up at 7 a.m. on Saturday for no reason like I am. Um, and you have like three or four hours to just like play a game uninterrupted. Then you could you feel like you're doing more within that time as opposed to just like an hour here on this day, an hour here on this day. Um, I think that that maybe that's something to change. I'm glad that the rewards though are not a hundred percent enticing in some ways, because I think they're really trying to test out and see what works, what doesn't work about the season system. I mean, one of the things that made it hard uh, for the implementation of this is because it's tied to the Atomic Shop, there was no ability to test it in the PTS beforehand, which is why when the ammo converter came out, it universally has been perceived poorly. Um, mm-hmm. The UI design for that is really clunky. Um, it, it just isn't working out well. So Jeff Gardner actually tweeted out today that they heard community feedback and they're going to work to to fix the ammo converter, which is good. We can so get at least to, they're listening. to kind of the, the ammo converting will come up in a later topic today okay. as well. <laughs> so much to talk about. <laughs> so much to talk about. Let's get uh, as far as news. Uh, oh, one piece I forgot is that there's a new um, Brotherhood radio signal, and Bethesda has said mm-hmm. that they can maybe hear something on there, so that may be... It seems like that there's a, uh, like a little baby makings of an ARG kind of going on right now, where people are trying to figure out... Not, not It's not necessarily related to the guidestones, but more as to like what's going on with the Brotherhood. Like they, I think they saw that people were interested in this like overarching... like weird little mystery and i think that they added in that that uh, brotherhood thing to kind of give it a little bit of stuff i don't want to go too in depth on that and just like with um when we started doing stuff with the grafton pawn shop like i don't want to go too in depth on that either because that is some of the more rewarding experiences in the game where you're starting to think outside of the box and you could probably have it done for you or just read about it but it's also fun to just go in and do it yourself a little bit yeah go do it that's it for the news what a what first off let me say what a news day i would rank this probably number one um as far as the amount of news um with the uh, in comparison to the amount of expected news uh because originally we were just talking patch 20 but all this stuff just like happened today yeah tv show tv show yeah they're trending on twitter uh they were really within 20 minutes which i thought was kind of crazy well, have they yes. listened to the Fallout TV series podcast? Because they should listen to the official, Fallout TV series. The official, unofficial, the official. Fallout TV show podcast. That's us. It's a thing. It's a thing. We're right here. We're here. We're happening. All right. All Fallout, all the time. Well, speaking... We've got more. We've got more Fallout stuff to cover with Fallout 101. Excuse me, masters, but the day grows short, and your listeners could use a little Fallout 101. What are we talk about today, guys? Uh, today, I just put together a little tiny segment. It's not going to be as big as the news because there's nothing that's going to be as big as the news. 
um, <laughs> about navigating the daily and weekly challenges. So I've done the past three days of the dailies. I've done my weekly challenges, and I just have some uh, have some general tips. I wonder if you guys had some general tips of um, how to best spend your time uh, if you're trying to get that stuff done and maybe do other stuff as well. Um, so I have a few things here. Uh, first off is um, the scrapping armor and clothing. Sometimes that's been a thing about scrap a certain amount of things or a certain amount of hats or you know, a certain amount of boots or a certain amount of um, fanny packs, pocket pencils, right? Whatever you need. Um, one thing, if you have the plan for those things already, you can just make those things and then scrap them. So the other day it was like make 25 pieces of clothing. And I was like, okay, I made 25 hats. Uh, yeah. Scrap 25 pieces of clothing and I made 25 hats and then I scrapped 25 hats. Right. And I mean, that's, that's kind I mean. of, it's, it's a very easy way to not be like, Oh God, I make sure I pick up clothing while I'm out. Cause oftentimes one of the things about playing this game is it's like, you're constantly like in a grocery store mindset where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to remember that I, I, I need this aluminum, but I also need copper. I kind of need more screws. So I need to make sure, and I'm gonna mark this thing. But sometimes I might like randomly run out of plastic, and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta remember that it's like while I'm out. And so it's like you're trying to balance. Like you always have a grocery store list in mind. Yes, the whole world is, is very consumer friendly in that aspect. Yeah. But all of Appalachia is basically a gigantic grocery store. Yeah, I mean. There's probably a think piece out there somewhere on that. Um, one of the things, if they're looking for um, weapons, which which could be the thing in the future, um, a good area to get a lot of weapons if you don't want to make them, because that can get kind of hard in your wood and steel resources, is uh, Harper's Ferry. For the most part, you're going to find uh, mobs of enemies that spawn with weapons. It's not going to be... Um, uh, robots or ghouls all the time like a lot of high level areas can be um, you're most likely going to get um, scorched or super mutants uh, within the area you'll get some ghouls here and there um, but most of the time it's going to be scorched and super mutants um, within those areas uh, events a uh, good tip for uh, the, that I've come up with for events is use your public team tool anytime you want to do an event if you're in an event like if you see an event want to do it just be like okay I'm going to get in a public event team Pop just right do in. it don't think about it just go do it just do it just do it uh, one, do thing, it. one thing that people need to do is make sure to share their perk cards uh, we often forget here's ladies and gentlemen we often forget on the importance of sharing and caring um, today I want to talk to you about sharing difference. your perk cards you may not think that maybe people want a like 5% increase in their rifle damage or you may think that people want to do a little bit more damage for about five seconds after you attack the thing. You may not think that people want to be a little more satisfied from the food they eat, but it turns out that they do. And that's why it's very important to look at your charisma stat and learn if you can share a perk card. Because sharing, my friends, is caring, and you should do that at all times. Mm-hmm. Lowered yep. expectations. Also, wear your freaking masks and wash your hands. God damn it. Yep. Uh, also, uh, a good perk to look at. Uh, if you if you've normally been playing Lone Wonder like me, now my level ups that I've been doing, I've been putting, um, I've been getting the perks for Inspirational, which adds a um, bonus XP if you're in a team. That overall will help your XP generation, so you can get that uh, your level up, which is most likely, and you're you're pretty much going to have a level up in your daily challenges. But as well, you can do the repeatable um, weekly experience challenge and get that XP that way. 
do you all have any more tips for our listeners uh, when it comes to navigating these daily challenges or events or does anyone in the chat have any tips for us when in doubt ask a friend yeah having having friends I'm sure is helpful <laughs> that's true uh, Bearsuckle Brian uh, says uh, that's why I share cannibalism it's mm. a good thing because mm. uh, on the go I mean think about it that's like fast food yeah. it's like the fast food of the fallout universe you know? sharing cannibalism the is fastest caring. food I mean the friends who eat friends together stay together right you're forcing people into cannibalism you know mm-hmm. vampires by who you're associated with mm-hmm. PV that's okay. eat PV eat <laughs> 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 that's what PVE stands for Player versus wait, but that doesn't make any sense. Player versus eat. <laughs> just go with it, Tom. Just, okay, just okay. go with it. Just, just go. Shush, Close your eyes. Close your eyes. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's all I have for our Fallout 101 today. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's move on to the Abraxo box. Uh, we've got a stack here. And now it's time for the random rant. Sponsored by Abraxo. When it comes to tough stains such as blood, bodily fluids, or sweet and sour sauce, nothing gets out those stains like Abraxo. Now with three times the suds and industrial chemical compounds. <laughs> Dave, is this is this yours? I feel like this is yours. Yeah, I can I can I haven't I haven't I haven't gotten on here. I'm, I'm stepping onto my stack. Um I, maybe I can move my, my camera a little bit. Oh no uh, no I don't wanna uncenter myself. Oh, you're so much taller now because you're standing on a bunch of boxes. It looks totally Let me different. like get good posture. I'm getting really nice posture right now. I'm engaging my core, um, which is important to do. Remember to engage your core while you're sitting. That helps with back problems um, later on. Also, um, drink a glass of water. I have all kinds of health tips today for people. This is like a, a health and fitness. I'm going to be the official health and fitness guru of um, the podcast. As I get onto my very healthy soapboxes, at the top, I have a, a rant from the bowels of Reddit here, titled oh The Ammo Converting Machine. <laughs> Not 10 minutes ago, I unlocked the long awaited ammo conversion machine. The UI for it is absolute dog shit. I mean, come on. I can only convert 18 out of 5,000 at a time? Man. That's utter bollocks. I have a feeling this this man is from the United Kingdom. I have a feeling this man is pretending he's from the United Kingdom. Are you sure that he might be from Poughkeepsie? Mm, Poughkeepsie. A lot of salty people in Poughkeepsie. They all say bollocks up there. There is a cap on how many tokens you can carry, and it's not even slightly goddamned reasonable one. 2,000? What drugs were they taking when they make them think that it's okay if it'll buy you 205.56 or 300.45 or even worse 240 fusion cells then there's the fact that you have to do 18 then press four separate commands in the terminal to do it again until you hit 2000 then you have to buy the ammo you actually use not applicable to the ultrasite ammo users for an extortion amount of tokens but enough said about the ammo machine. 
Invrant. <laughs> so many feelings. So so much well, emotion. All right, I let's, feel let's, this man. Let's or, let's or, break or, or, this down. Yeah, let's break this down. I mean, uh, it was not received well by the community, so they heard that and they're making changes. But um, here's another thought. It's free. <laughs> right. <laughs> you it's you something what? you didn't have before. You, said, you didn't pay for it. You didn't pay for it. It's not banging your girlfriend. It didn't take the keys to your car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a very complex computer. I'll have you know, so you don't know what it could be capable of. Right. This is this is something that I find, uh, I don't know, it probably resonates with us as podcasters because so much of our content we put out there for free. And then you get, like, the random, like, grumpy person who's mad at you for changing something on the show or for putting out an episode about something they disagree with. And it's like, this is free, buddy. <laughs> you didn't pay for it. If you don't want to listen, don't listen. It's entitlement in fandom. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I'm entitled to this. And I think, and I think that, like, all of this is is the UI for it is absolute dog shit. I am, I am the first. I stand yeah. that the UI for this is absolute dog shit. Um, but frankly, uh, J- Jeff Gardner, who's the project lead for Fallout seventy six, went on to tweet and saying essentially that they're going to make changes to it. They heard us. They heard the the wails from deep in the bowels of people going this damn computer it's it's you know it's like my mother when she called me and said i don't know how to uninstall facebook um fair cycle brian said the ammo converter banged his girlfriend oh no oh well oh brian shot through the heart and you're to blame um ammo converter's got a bad name oh god (laughs) <laughs> wow. 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 Man. Oh, man. That's great. Uh, nothing, so yeah. remember, you know, nothing it's, it's free. All of this content is free. You're right. not paying for it. You're doing your regular thing. The other thing this that, is free. The other thing that really gets me is that people people act as if this is like hard-coded into the game. It will never change, and it's like this now, and so therefore it's always going to be like this. And, and the, the extremeness of that reaction is like... No, they, it, there, there's so many, you could just write them and say, hey guys, don't know if you noticed, but you, I could be improved, here's what I would do, positive feedback, and, you know, they get enough of that, and eventually they change it. You don't have to, it doesn't like, you don't have to act like they yeah, banged your but, girlfriend, you know? But it's trendier to, you know, send rage tweets at Bethesda employees or moderators who have no right. say... Tell them, tell them you're the going to kill their families anyway. and hunt them down. Right. People go way overboard with some so of that extreme. stuff. It's crazy. It's so extreme. Treat people like human beings. Yeah. Just because somebody's on the internet doesn't mean they don't have feelings. Right. It's amazing. Anyway, I'll get off. I'm, I set up my own soapbox here in the corner. I don't know if you noticed, but I'll get off my soapbox and <laughs> let Dave finish. Well, I, I I feel I feel this fellow, um, and I and I will say that it is it is bollocks, um, but I am not you know hunting for the firstborn child of Bethesda developers in order to change this situation. Um, right, it's not right. it's not what I signed up for. That is for uh, Queen Map um, from the seminal film Merlin that doesn't star Kevin Costner but the other guy from Jurassic Park. So what? I will now get down. <laughs> Man, the references on the show today have been so good. So good. 
and they're only appropriate for a show. 90s Merlin. Yes, which is appropriate for a show of the quality of ours, which is the official Fallout TV show podcast, The Fallout Hub. Yes. Lest we forget. Lest we forget. Only the best content for the official, unofficial, Fallout TV show podcast, The Fallout Hub. So I think that kind of wraps it up, guys. I think that's that's pretty much. I mean, it was a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff. We'll be coming back with uh, some more interviews on a future episode. But let's go ahead and wrap this up. How can how can the people out there in our Fallout TV show podcast community get a hold of you, Dave? Um, you can get a hold of me by directly contacting Jonathan Nolan and telling him to get a hold of us uh, because we would love to have him on the show and learn all of his dirty little secrets he's been making with Todd Howard. Um, outside dirty of that, you can also secrets. follow me. You can also follow me on Twitter at uh, Dave Chafins. That's D A V E C H A F I N Z. You can also find me on Instagram at C H A F I N Z. Uh, and I do some other podcasts and have uh, a pretty big project that's in the works that I will be uh, letting you all in on soon. Awesome. And if you would like to unofficially officially get a hold of Ken for the unofficial official Fallout TV show podcast, The Fallout Hub, how would you do that, Ken? Uh, Well, you can follow us right here. Um, You can also find me at Chad Fallout 76 podcast. Uh, on all major platforms. Very cool. And if you unofficially, officially want to get a hold of me, Tom, a.k.a. Robots, I am available all over the internet. And if you want to go check out the Robots Radio Network stuff, that this is a podcast officially of, but not unofficially of, then go to robotsradio.net and you can check out my stuff all over the place. Just look for at Robots Radio on Twitter, and I do the Fallout Lorecast. You can search that as well. It's a podcast, and there's YouTube videos. There's all sorts of things. Just go look. Type Robots I Radio. I had a thought. Stuff. If we're going to be Is unofficial it? official, can we just call it a casual situation? Oh, that's no. That's a callback. That's a good again. one. That's a callback. That's a callback. That's a good callback. The unofficial, official, mm. casual situation. Casual situation. Fallout TV show. I mean, I could redo the podcast. vault with some velvet curtains, a disco ball, some. some Maybe we some should just change lighting. the name of the show to a casual situation. The unofficial, official TV like a show. Soap t- opera. Uh, wait, wait, uh, we have like a. Uh, it needs to be like a really long title, like the unofficial, official Fallout TV show co- podcast. The casual situation. Fallout Hub featuring and then all of our names. And that's the like big long title. Sounds good to me. It's all like a Woody Allen film. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Wastelanders, Fall Dwellers. Thanks for joining us again on the Fallout Hub. I'm not going to say the big long title again. And we look forward to uh, hanging out with you guys next time. I hope you guys enjoyed the Twitch stream. And if you aren't already following Chad Fallout 76 podcast on Twitch, then you might want to do that and turn on notifications so that you can see when we go live and again. Yes. Yes. And make sure to go to your public broadcasting network because we're uh, live broadcasting on whatever PBS station you're on as well. Just kidding. That is but not maybe true. Maybe one day. That is also not true. And uh, until next time, we'll, we'll, we'll keep telling those bad jokes, and we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.
Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Mikola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later, and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's The Elden Archives, a FromSoft Lorecast, available everywhere.